From San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we talk about why what you don't know about your spouse in the bedroom can hurt you and your marriage. And as we jump into today's show, I want you to think about this quote from J.W. Van Goethe. He said, knowing is not enough. We must apply. Mm. Willing is not enough. We must do. Mm -hmm. And that's really going to be at the crux of this show about knowing and not knowing things in the, in the bedroom and how that impacts the two of you. But before we get to the meat of the show, we start each and every one extraordinary marriage show with a hug. And for those of you that are brand new listeners, welcome. Yeah, thank you. You may not know, but the hug is where you get to hear from other folks in the one family, folks just like you who have who have listened to the podcast or picked up different resources and seen a tremendous impact in their own marriage. And they share their stories and we share their stories with all of you in the hug. And this week's hug is brought to you by Breaking Free, How to Improve Yourself to Improve Your Relationship, the online group coaching program that we're launching just over, just a week from now, October right. 4th. Yep. And here's the deal. You don't want to miss out on this. This is the first time that we're doing group coaching, one group specifically for men and one group specifically for women. And the reason that we did this is that so many of you have said, you know what, these are my problems. I don't know what to do. I, I, I know that my spouse isn't ready, but I am. I want to be making things different, but I just don't know what to do. And we said, you know what? We're going to step up and deliver for you guys. We know that there's a need and seats are already filling up. So if you've even been thinking about this, like maybe you heard the show last week and you're kind of like, oh, what do I do? I want you to go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash breaking free. We're going to have a link here in the show notes because in this four week group coaching workshop, we're going to be covering sessions on how to overcome fear which is at the root of almost every struggle a couple has. How to creatively voice your expectations. Yeah. Maybe you've been saying the same things over and over again and they're just not being heard anymore. How to lose those negative thoughts that run rampant and just kind of bring you down. And then how to, we're going to be closing with how to be bold in your relationship. Mm -hmm. These are the four things that come up in almost every coaching relationship that I have and we're bringing them to you in this extraordinary four-week online coaching course. So again, we're only taking 20 men and 20 women. So make sure to go get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash breaking free. And this hug came in and said, thank you for your passion for marriages. It has been such an encouragement to me and my family. I'm working my way through the podcast from episode one mm. and I've been thoroughly enjoying them. I've been restraining myself from commenting too much since it would be something along the lines of, you know, like five years ago when you stubbed your toe and said a bad word and not really too <laughs> relevant to where you are today. However, I just finished episode 59 and had to share a little bit. It has been a cool experience condensing a year's worth of podcast into a couple months of listening. You get to see trends and really see the life that you two have been working through. Episode 59 really spoke to my heart. The Casting Crown song brought me to tears as it spoke to the things I've been going through in my life. Amazing things, but so very hard. As I've been listening so far, I noticed that Tony has a pretty bad habit of talking over Elisa. And in some cases, it seemed that Tony was pushing his point so hard that Elisa would just give in. I was thinking to myself that since this was over five years ago, someone probably pointed it out or you guys worked it out by now. 
And then episode 59, Tony totally got jumped on. Tony, I can relate to your situation. My wife is constantly after me to stop interrupting her while she's talking, but it really came home when she explained to me that it makes her feel like what she is saying is not valued by me. The whole situation made me laugh as I really identified with where you were, even though it was five years ago. I really want to echo Tim's words. Thank you for being real. You guys have not only helped so many people, but you have such a community of people in the world, the world over to speak into your lives. As I've said before, be encouraged as you encourage so many others. Thank you. Thank you. And I do want to say the reason I um, share this hug with you all is that many of you that come on as new listeners, you do read, you do listen to the old shows and some of those shows quite honestly are six and a half years old. So it's okay to comment on them, but, but keep in mind that Tony and I are six and a half years further down in this journey called marriage. So you will hear things that will irritate you in how we speak to each other or things that were said. And, and so I appreciated the fact that he would be like, it's kind of like saying when you stubbed your toe five years ago. So thank you for being a listener. Um, and and I have worked through that over the years. Totally. I mean, as, as many of you know, I've learned and it, it's exactly what this listener was saying. Elisa would feel like her point or her views didn't matter. And I heard her and finally realize that like, oh my goodness, yeah, me just jumping over her doesn't do anything good to lift her up. So thank you very much. It, it has been a process and, and a journey. And it's still one that we work on. Yeah. Right. I, and I, never do we get behind these microphones with the pretense that we've got it all figured out and we have the perfect day-to-day marriage. Mm-hmm. We don't. Nope. We come behind these microphones because we still have the same challenges. We just want all of you to know that there are strategies to work through them. And that's very much where this show came from today. You know, what you don't know in the bedroom can hurt you and your marriage, what you don't know about your spouse, right? Because I, I work with so many couples who, you know, their primary struggle is what's happening in the bedroom. Right. Sometimes it's, it's sex, you know, they're, they're not having enough sex. Sometimes they're having just the same old, same old sex. Sometimes they can't remember the last time they had sex. You know, and, and this isn't really surprising since right after communication, sex is probably the number two. Sometimes those two bounce back and forth as the biggest c- challenge that couples face. And quite honestly, this has been our marriage at different points in time, especially in the first probably would you say first 11 years, sure give or take up until the 60 days of sex challenge. You know, we spent years, guys, years, plural, probably close to a decade, pretty much doing the same thing every time we had sex. You know, like he would do this, she would do that, done, next. Next. I mean, it was so routine. We didn't talk about our sex lives. Hmm. I mean, what no, you, no, 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 no. <laughs> What you hear now on the show or those of uh, those of you that have met us in person and, you know, hear how candid we talk about sex or, you know, the, the fact that we'll just talk about it anywhere. That was not us. The first, I mean, we never talked about our sex life. Um, except maybe like when we conceived Alex and it was like, oh, I think we made a baby. You know, like that was about it. Right. Yeah. We, we didn't talk about, you know, it, it, taking that one step further. We didn't talk about what we liked or didn't like. No, that did, honestly did not start until the the 60 days of sex really started bringing that to fruition. And that was, again, year 11. So almost 20 years here. And that's when those conversations began, like after year 11. And it was tough to really, you know, early on to, to bring this up. So if you're at a spot right now where you're like, Oh, no way would I bring that up to my spouse. You know, he or she would never listen or would want to do that. 
be encouraged Mm -hmm. because, you know, that didn't happen in our marriage till after year 11. And then even after that, you know, there were still times when we would stumble along. And even today, there are still times when we will stumble and, and not ask the questions when we know we should, you know, so don't be discouraged. And finally, you know, we just kind of figured out that our, you know, we, we thought we were normal, right? I mean, we were having sex, sort of, kind of, regularly, sort of, kind of. And so we just assumed it was working for us, right? And, and the truth of the matter is, is that it wasn't. Right. But we, like so many of you, didn't know how to fix it, right? I mean, we'd see the Hollywood, okay, we knew we weren't going to be Hollywood, right? But we're like, is there something different? And, and you know, so often the questions or the comments that I hear from clients echoed what Tony and I were saying ourselves. You know, I don't know what to do. I don't know what my spouse likes or dislikes. And this actually came up in a coaching call the other day where I asked the couple, do you know how, do you know how your spouse initiates sex? And there was just silence. And I said, okay, this may be part of the reason why the sexual component of your marriage is struggling. And so, you know, as I'm asking them, yeah. you know, the husband was, he's like, well, there's no, he goes, it's pretty clear when I want to have sex. And I said, so you come right out and say, Hey, let's have sex. He's like, yeah. I go, okay, well th- at least, you know, direct. And I asked the wife, I said, so how do you initiate? And she said, I, I touch him a little bit more. And then I immediately looked at the husband and said, do you know when she's touching you more? And he just, he looked completely baffled. Like what kind of question? No. Mm-hmm. And so when you have all of these pieces where you're like, you're just playing this guessing game, right? Or you don't know, you start to feel paralyzed. So I'm going to just step in real quick. Yeah. So if you're sitting here going, I don't know how my, how my spouse initiates, or I don't know if my spouse even knows how I initiate, it may be, Hey, this is number one question. You know, how do you initiate? How do I initiate? And just let your spouse know. You know, because they may be sitting there wondering how you're initiating and they're not picking up at all because you've never told them. And when you don't know, that can hurt you in the bedroom, right? Like, let me be really clear, because when you don't know, there starts to become this paralysis and this disconnect between the couple because you're wondering, is this okay? Does my spouse like this? Does, is, is my spouse picking up on this? And all of a sudden, you're playing more mind games and spending more energy, mental energy, trying to figure out what's going on than you are emotional energy connecting with your spouse. Right. You can't be fully present, guys, if you're, and gals, that was the generic. Guys. Guys. You can't be fully present if you're trying to think through every move that you're making. If you mm. don't know what works and you're constantly going, oh, I hope this is, I don't know, is this okay? I'm not getting any kind of feedback. What is this? Yes, no. Uh, game over. True. It's it's not going to work for you. And ultimately, doubt is never a good thing in your marriage, right? Especially in the bedroom, right? If you don't know what's going on, there's this disconnect between the two of you. And, and all those questions going through your head, they lead to a breakdown in confidence, mm-hmm. right? You're like, oh, well, I don't know if this is good. So maybe I shouldn't do it. Right. And, and one, maybe I shouldn't do it leads to another. Mm, may, well, maybe not tonight. They, they look tired or they look busy. I, I, I won't bother them. 
right? So you have, you, you start pulling back because you don't know the answers to your questions that you haven't asked. The other night, Elisa initiated, it was a, a very interesting way that she initiated prior. This is hours prior. And I just loved it. I thought it was just, it was so cute and I totally got it. We went out that evening. Uh, we had our connect group and getting home. It was just one of those nights where I was zapped. I mean, I got into the bed and I was just like, holy cow. And I knew she was initiating earlier on. I, I, I'd been very direct. That yeah. We were, yeah. And so, um, you know, she's talking about all this doubt. Um, you know, she just came out and just said, hey, you're looking tired here. Are, are, you, are you ready to have sex tonight or do you just want to push it off? And I just remember going, you know what? No, you, you started the initiating hours ago. And I may be tired right now. I'll get myself in, in the game because I want to honor her when she does initiate. You know, I want, even though I was tired, and believe me, afterwards, we had sex that night, I was out. Believe me, I, I mean, it was like clean up and then just boom, done. I don't even remember her coming back to bed. Hey, that, that's not the point, though. The point is that I, we didn't let doubt, like, she didn't sit there and go, should I try to, to have foreplay? Should I not? She just, you know, she's like, hey, you know, are you ready for sex tonight or not? And we, we did. And that's taken me time. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I don't want you to think like I've always been that bold with Tony. I mean, that's part of the reason why the Breaking Free, that online group coaching that we're doing, one of the sections is all about being bold, right? Because I had to find my voice. I had to learn how do I how do I phrase that question to Tony so that I feel empowered to even ask the question and he's going to receive it, not as like, dude, you're falling asleep on me, but rather, hey, is this a good night? Mm -hmm. Because otherwise, I, years past, I will tell you what I would have done. When, it, when we weren't communicating about our sex life, when I would let doubt creep in, I would have looked at him and said, oh, he's falling asleep. Man, he doesn't want to have sex with me. Huh. I guess I'll just roll over to my side of the bed. And then he wouldn't have known why I was rolling over to the, my side of the bed. I would have just stopped doing anything. Even though I was tired, I would have been like, well, wait a minute. She was initiating earlier. So why is it my... Now, why is it my, I don't want to say job, to initiate now that we're in the bedroom? Why, is, why do I now have to, you know, initiate the foreplay? Because it's her night to initiate. Now we're in bed. I'm tired. And she's not doing anything. And so we would both, we wouldn't say anything. Doubt would creep in. We would go to our sides of the beds and be frustrated with each other. Not a good place to be. And how, you know, allowing that doubt to come into our bedroom can hurt each of us and the marriage. Right. Because, you know, what Tony just said is we would have rolled to both sides of our bed frustrated, mm -hmm. doubting, having negative thoughts towards the other one. Rejection. Rejection would have been felt on both sides. Because mm -hmm. I'm like, I really made it clear we were going to have sex. Like, why is he not cooperating? You know, and, and ultimately less sex. Right, so you have all of these negative things that that start disconnect that start to snowball, guys. It's uh, I have to tell you, there are enough things in the world that are going to cause frustration in your life. <laughs> I mean, if if you are alive, there are enough things in the world that are going to cause you frustration. So let's not have it be that you're wondering what works for you and your spouse in the bedroom, right? Like, let's eliminate 
that aspect of frustration in your life because you can, you can talk about it, right? And you can control your level of frustration by doing like what I did with Tony the other night going, hey, dude, it, it, not in an accusatory way, but can we like what's going on here? Right. Right. And and having that boldness, having that ability to step forward and to initiate knowing what he like, you know, over the years we've asked each other, you know, well, like what works for you? And we've gotten to the point in our sex life too, where when something works, you know, maybe not right in the moment, although, you know, there's the auditory, the vocalization in the moment, but also after, right? It's having those conversations to say that worked for me. Hmm. That was really good because, you know, the not, there's that phrase, knowledge is power knowledge about what your spouse likes and doesn't like knowledge about how they initiate that is power that is joint power in your marriage because if you know what works then you're not just shooting blindly or you're not wondering is that is that an initiating tactic or are they just sneezing you know that kind of thing right when they're like reach out and touch you right and and for you guys we've we've come up with a free resource called 19 um, 19 quick questions that will rekindle your sex life ASAP. And these are the exact same questions that Elisa and I have asked each other multiple times. And I would, I would say that, you know what, it's probably a, a good time for us to print it out again and go through these ourselves, babe. Um, but these are great questions to go over to help you guys understand where you guys are at, right? Because this is what it's all about. It's about asking those questions. So if you want to grab this free resource, you can go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash 19 questions. Just here's a couple of samples real quick. You know, how can we romance each other during the day in anticipation of sex? Mm -hmm. You know, we've been talking about initiating. What ways do you show me that you are initiating sex? Give me details. Can I just jump in on this one? Yeah, sure thing. The details are are so important here, guys. Don't just say, um, you know, like, I'll just, I'll just let you know I want to have sex. Okay. I mean, you can be direct. That's great. But if it's, I'm going to let you know I want to have sex. Is it, are you going to send me a text message? Will you leave a note on the counter? Will there be a piece of lingerie out? Will it be, you know, when don't, don't leave anything to chance. Right. And have a couple of different strategies there. Right. It doesn't have to just be like, well, when you see the red dress on the bed, that means, now that's one way. Mm-hmm. But if that's the only way, then what happens if you forget the red dress on the bed and you still want to have sex that night? Confusion. Confusion. Right. We want you guys to be successful. So talking through this and being specific, when you get, the more specific that you can be, and I'm not saying rigid, I'm saying specific. There is a difference. Specific still gives you flexibility. When you can be specific, you allow your spouse to know instead of having to guess. Mm-hmm takes all of that mental energy and brings it back into emotional connection with you. Right. Yeah. So again, it's oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash 19 questions. Highly recommend it. You know, it may be even one of those things that you both print them out, take some time alone to answer your questions and then come together. Find, you know, one day this next week, it's your state of your marriage conversation. This is it. You know, we had a, a friend of ours come up to me recently and it was like those 19 questions tony he goes they're amazing he goes and and they have this couple they have four kids so they've had sex a number of times they have four kids at least four at least four (laughs) you know and four times anyways they've had sex yeah and 
he's just like, my goodness. He goes, all these years we've been married, we've never asked and answered these questions. And he goes, it's, it's awesome. And so for him, he goes, you know what? We, we didn't go through all the questions at one time. He goes, there was a lot of them for us. He goes, so we've been breaking it up each week and we're just going through them. He's like, but thank you so much. So grab them. And even if it means, hey, this, this next week coming up, you do two or three questions, cool. You know, the next week you do another three or four questions, great. You know, maybe you're going on a long drive. Kids aren't going to be with you. You're going to be gone for three hours just driving to wherever you got to go. Maybe it's during that drive time that you, you guys take the time, turn off the radios, turn off the phones, and really go through these together. And I want... I want you guys to pick up on something Tony said a few minutes ago, and that was the fact that he and I need to do this again. And I want to share with you that what your spouse likes, doesn't like, how they initiate, um, what works for them, what doesn't work for them, all of that, that changes over time. Tony and I um, are like just over a week or so away from our 20th wedding anniversary. (sighs) October 5th, baby. And what I can share with you is in that time, our sexual appetites have changed. Right. Our, our, the way we initiate, the way we relate to one another, all of that has changed. If you looked at where our sex life was back October of 1996 when we got married versus October of 2016 as we're celebrating our 20th wedding anniversary, it's like, well, one, it's not even in the same universe. It's night and day. <laughs> Quite honestly, our sex life is better than it's ever been. And, and I say that only because it's been this journey. Right. Right. But along the way, different things have worked for us that, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And so we keep revisiting this because it doesn't stay the same for the course of your marriage. Mm-hmm. And I need to say that very like, and you actually need to say that again, your sexual life, your sexual intimacy will not stay the same, exactly the same likes, dislikes, initiating, initiating all of that over the entire course of your marriage. And the reason why is that the two of you are constantly changing and growing. And so it's one of those things where you've got to be, you've got to constantly be learning your spouse, right? You've got to constantly be asking these questions. Now, I'm not saying you have to do this like every week. Go, okay, what are the, you know, let's go over the 19 questions. But, you know, every couple of years, right? This is just in your toolbox. You pull it out because, (laughs) you know, I think about how I used to initiate, which was kind of like, I'm a warm body in bed. You can have sex with me. That, that used to be the scope of my initiating. To now mm-hmm. where, like Tony said, we're getting ready to go out Thursday night. And I had given him a very clear signal. Hey, dude, I'm ready for you tonight. Mm-hmm. Right. And so night and day, like he actually had time to think and prepare and anticipate. But that, that's part of the journey that we've been on, you know? And so, so as we talk about the action items for this week, you know, Tony very specifically said, make sure you pick up the 19 questions, right? Do you want to give that link again? Yeah. One extraordinary marriage.com slash 19 questions. Absolutely. So that's what you need to do because part of those questions is going to be the question about like knowing how your spouse initiates. Right. Right. So, so the whole umbrella is let's start talking about our sex life. Right. You know, let's put on our, let's put on our adulting clothes, our attitude. Like let's, let's be grownups here who, because you're a grownup now and you're married to your spouse, it is okay to talk about sex. And that may be one of the first things you're going to, you may have to bring up like, Hey honey, this is very uncomfortable for me. I didn't, you know, I didn't talk about this. 
My parents didn't talk about this. Uh, it, it might be just that first step right now is just like, I, I'm, I'm a little just nervous about talking about this subject. And so please just walk with me through this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's okay to talk about it with your spouse. Open up, share, let them know where you're coming from. It may offer, you know, you may, you may start not even with those 19 questions. It may just be a starting point of, this is how I was taught the birds and the bees, and and I'm just struggling with who I'm supposed to be in the bedroom with you, mm-hmm. both male and female. And that's, uh, I mean, again, we don't want fear to keep the two of you from having the marriage that you desire. There's a reason, and again, talking about breaking free, how to improve yourself to improve your relationship. There's a reason that the first session is all about overcoming fear. Because right. it's, it's just like what we're talking about right here. You've got to overcome that fear of maybe, you know, what you were taught, what you were told, uh, you know, all of the messages that you've received about talking about sex. Like we have to talk about sex. The second thing that you have to do is if, when you're having conversations about your sex life, let's do it outside the bedroom. Yeah, definitely have to do that. Go find a neutral place that you're both comfortable. You know, you may be out at a park, out for a walk. In the car. In the car, someplace, because your bedroom, whether you're aware of it or not, has a lot of emotional energy wrapped around your sex life. Hey, even outside, if you have a a fireplace outside or, you know, something like that, throw a log on the fire, get the kids to bed, wrap yourselves up in a a blanket and just get outside. Mm Mm-hmm. Hey, even that maybe just, you know, pushing you out of your comfort zone a little bit and get out there, you know, take a walk, you know, go do something different. Go sit on, go sit on, you know, get some chairs and go sit at the edge of the lake, the beach, you know, where you guys are alone. Absolutely. And then what I want you to keep in mind as you're having the conversations is this starts the conversations that you're going to be having about your sex life is that not saying something doesn't help either of you. If there's something that you like, if there's a way that you initiate, if you're holding that to yourself and not giving it that information to your spouse, you are actually hurting your marriage, right? Mm -hmm. Because what they don't know turns into being rejection of who you are, right? But if you share it with them, then they can embrace that. They can incorporate that. But, but that's recognizing the fact that you can't be shy, right? Mm -hmm. And you can't expect them to read your mind, Any of you that have listened to us for a while, you know that one of our favorite lines is that your spouse does not have ESP. They don't have ESP in the bedroom either. So you've got to communicate to them. And you've got to be able to share what's working and what doesn't work, right? If if they're actually doing something that you're not particularly fond of, well, let's tell them and replace it with something that you are fond of, right? Don't just say, well, that doesn't work for me. Say, that doesn't work for me. However, I really like it when you do... This. This. Fill in the blank. Yeah. Right? So so don't just drop the negatives on them. Give them the positives too. And and then just have fun. Can we can we start having fun in our bedrooms, right? The bedroom doesn't have to be this place of, of obligation and duty. It can really be an incredible, creative, expressive, enjoyable, enjoyable, yes, have fun, enjoyable experience and place for the two of you. Now, I would not have said that the first 11 years of my marriage, mm-hmm. but because we've incorporated all of these things, because we've pushed through fear, because we've become bold, because we've been able to voice our expectations and get rid of all those negative thoughts, which just happen to be the four components of breaking free, 
that's why now on the cusp of 20 years of marriage to this guy, I can tell people without a doubt that my sex life is better than it's ever been. Uh But I had to work through all that stuff first. So if you are interested in learning more about breaking free, how to improve yourself, to improve your relationship, you're going to want to make sure that you don't miss out on the October 4th start. Go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash breaking free. Yeah. And I'm going to add one last thing. What you do in your bedroom as you're discussing these questions together and, and, and you're having some insights, what you do in your bedroom is between you, your spouse, and God. Nobody else. Nobody. You don't have to tell me. You don't have to tell Lisa. You don't have to email us. Call us. It's between you guys and God. And so as we've always said in the past, you go as far as the most conservative spouse, right? Through this, though, you're going to learn. You're going to be talking. You're going to be enjoying each other, right? Because it's between you guys. And that was one of the biggest things that helped Elise and I realize that the sex we were having, the lovemaking we were having was between us. Wasn't what everybody else was saying we should, shouldn't do, could do, couldn't do. If we felt like, hey, in our marriage that we could do oral sex and we enjoyed it, then that's between us. You know, we've shared that here. That was a big negative for us for a long time because we were listening to so many people who said, no, you can't do that because of this and this and this. And we just, you know, we just, we let it aside. We released that and we let it to God. So this week, go get your 19 questions. Join Breaking Free. Do yourself something major that's going to just catapult you in 2017. We love you guys. Go out there. Ask those questions. Impact your life. Impact your marriage. Go for it. Go for it. We love you guys. Have a fantastic week.